Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode, the final one of season two for the Coach Replay Show. I'm your host, Corey Camp, and I am really excited for several reasons today to share our guest with you all. Uh, Dr. Kim Ramadan has just joined my team here at Sydney uh, on the professional learning side. She also does some coaching for us uh, here at Sydney. She and I got to work together. Um, she was a subscriber of Sydney and her organization with the North Carolina New Teacher Support Program. And we got to collaborate a little bit and calibrate a little bit on a session a couple of years ago. And so I'm so excited to have her on my team, but also on today's show for our last episode here of this season, really talking about why you should, if you are a coach or an instructional leader, or even a teacher who's reflecting, why you should be using video in your work next year. So welcome, Kim. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I've learned so much from you, Corey, already. I'm excited to talk about video and coaching, which are two of my favorite things. So mm -hmm. yeah, 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 two of my favorite things as well. And uh, definitely uh, a valuable tool. I mean, I'm telling you, video was a game changer for me over uh, a decade ago. Now I feel old every time I get to use the word decade to describe <laughs> my coaching um, work, but it really, really is powerful. So let's just start. Um, Kim, and just talk a little bit about the why. Before we talk about what it does or how you can use it in your coaching next year, you and I are kind of similar in, you know, we like to, we're big powers in the power of why, uh, believers mm -hmm. in the power of why. So uh, why should folks be using video for coaching? Um, you know, uh, when I first started working with Sydney as a user, um, I, had a, I had a problem that I was trying to solve. Um, and I think this is one one really great reason. If you'll show the first slide that I that's on the slide deck, um, this is a very typical coaching cycle um, without video. Um, there are um, the coach, as you can see, is able to to maybe get in and observe a few teachers throughout. If they have ten teachers on their caseload, it might take two weeks to see a teacher during a time slot. A lot of times, what happened to me was. I had to go in and see guided reading. Well, guided reading happened from 8.30 to 9.30 or 8.30 to 9. And if I had 10 teachers on my caseload that were all teaching guided reading at that same time, it took me forever to, to get to them, to try to see every single one. And thus our coaching cycles took longer. It, it took longer for, for that to be impactful on student learning. Um, so if you'll show the next slide, this is kind of what happened when I was able to start using coaching, using video in my coaching. Um, and I mean, you can see here where in that time from 8.30 to 9, I'm able to see five teachers Monday through Friday, but I'm also able to have teachers record um, every day from Monday to Friday. So teachers six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 are all recording um, or, or the other way around. Um, and I can then watch those teachers give feedback um, and provide um, those timestamps where teachers can really see in the moment what happened. Um, so I think that's another another reason. But this really solved a problem that I that I had um, using Sydney and using video. 
Um, you know, life sometimes gets in the way as a coach. I remember times where, um, you know, if someone's absent and I had to, to cover a class or, you know, something might happen with my child where I had to leave, I could quickly say to a teacher, listen, can you video yourself today? It would be really helpful for me. I'll go back and look at that. Um, and it was a way that I could kind of replicate myself and make myself be more than just one person. And that was really, really helpful. Yeah, and I think that is the thing that I, I love about this visual that you kind of put together. I'm going to go back to like coaching without video. I also did the same thing when I started uh, working with video and I realized like I had my, okay, here's my work before video and I can, I, there is only one of me. I can only be in so many rooms at once. And then I also have to find and make time to follow up with a teacher, ideally shortly after I was able to observe instruction and um, be able to support them in the things, whether we were co-planning together, we're going to dive into some data together based off of what we identified as our next focus from that observation. And so um, as I worked with the teacher, it wasn't just about being in their classroom that one time, but it was all of the other coaching activities, the follow through part of things where the progress is really made. And so uh, I love that the, you've got this representation of, you know, without it, I can only be in so many places at once and I'm seeing teachers less frequently. And then here we see that there's so much more availability. There's more access to for you and your teachers to each other. There is more opportunity to collaborate, especially if you found a way to use video um, using a tool like Sydney, maybe, but that is going to allow you to not just share video, but communicate on and about video and share other artifacts and have conversations in a virtual way. So um, yeah, it's huge. It's a really good way to replicate yourself, like you said, to kind of mm -hmm. clone yourself. So that way you can be in multiple places. But what a lot of the coaches that I work with kind of realize is that's not even the best thing about this, right? Mm -hmm. It's sure. that the teachers can see themselves mm -hmm. and uh, they're really able to then see, we're now both looking through the same lens instead of them remembering what was going on and me seeing from the corner of the classroom or the back of the classroom, we're really able to kind of come together objectively with that artifact. So yeah, exactly. I mean, I think um, it's really hard when you're in a coaching conversation afterwards to say, remember in that moment, mm -hmm. you know, when the kid did the thing and they're like, mm, 500 things have happened since then. And I can't remember what you're talking about. So I think I, those kind of moments are very important too. Yeah. I always, I don't know if you got this because I know you worked, you know, at the state level uh, and, and I, I did as well. But even when I was at the district level, they were like, I think there's a different classroom, Corey. Are you sure you've got the right <laughs> name at the top of your notepad? And I'd be like, no, that awesome thing really did happen in your classroom I'm yeah, you don't remember yep. so even even if it was like praise right where we were saying like that that was awesome do more of that then they were like no nope, not my classroom yeah, so exactly it exactly. really helps you kind of go back and point out those things and let them see it for themselves so because mm -hmm. as teachers we are so overwhelmed with all that is happening in yeah. our classroom and I think even having someone in our classroom taking notes adds to that pressure and, and just one more thing for them to kind of think about. So I think it also makes it a little bit more low stakes. Once we get mm -hmm. over the fact that we're on video, we're recording ourselves. When, if you have a really safe and secure way to capture and share that, that takes off that little bit of anxiety about being on video. So absolutely. Yep. 
So then, okay, so we've got the why down and uh, it really does a lot for us. It helps us in those times when, you know, things unintentionally might get in the way, other duties, uh, you know, being able to see multiple teachers, maybe we've, we've kind of spread kind of thin and it allows us to increase our touch points and support our teachers a little bit better. So then what are some ways that if we've sold some folks on using video in their coaching next year, what are going to be some of the ways that you recommend that they use this? Well, I think the first thing is um, a reflection on, on your teaching practice or your coaching practice. I feel like when I first saw myself coaching on video, I was really horrified. And this speaks to kind of what you were saying about the safety aspect of it. Um, I was horrified by the way that I spoke. I was horrified by the way that I looked. I mean, it was just everything. And kind of, I had to kind of get past that in order to really be able to reflect on my coaching I don't, it doesn't matter to me. When I started this, I had about six years of coaching experience, but whether you're a new or an experienced coach, I think it's a, a great way to reflect on, on you as, as a coach and what you're doing, as well as teachers reflecting on themselves too, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but Sydney allows there to be a safe place where in your workspace, you're able to just see video and I choose what I'm going to share with my teachers or I choose what I'm gonna share with my administrators or other coaches in a collaborative huddle. So I think there's a safety aspect to that reflect reflection on yourself. Um, but there's a way to, to also set goals for yourself um, and team goals perhaps with other coaches, with other administrators um, as well as, and watch for those evidence. Um, and you can do that in a workspace where it's safe where you're kind of by yourself self-reflecting um, before moving into other into other areas. And I know you have an example. Um, there's a mission card that we can, that uh, is in the learning center. And, mm -hmm. and so it's really, really great. This, this is just one example. Um, the mission is reflecting on the conversation, really a way that you can reflect as a coach, how did that conversation go? Um, and this is a really, really great way to do that. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of ways that you can start to introduce this into your coaching next year. Like if you're thinking about using video, you know, we talked about using video to record instruction of the teachers that we're working with, but this is really, you know, also saying like walk the walk and record yourself in your practice in coaching those conversations. That's kind of our classroom, right? That's kind of our, our lesson where mm -hmm. we are having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a teacher or leading a PLC, and we're facilitating the learning that's happening. We are asking questions. We've got wait time to consider. We're looking at managing, you know, kind of that behavior and expectations and all of those things at a very different scale because we're coaching, but we can reflect the same way a teacher can reflect on those things in their instruction and look at their students. We can reflect and look at the teachers that we're working with in those conversations. And so this is something that I started doing, um, early on in my video coaching work that I continue to do to this day. I record all of my coaching sessions with teachers uh, as a twofold, right? So I'll say, you know, I'll, I'll share the recording with you, but I'm, I'm working on my questioning or I'm working on my, my coaching presence. And mm -hmm. I think that's important for teachers to know that you are also focused on being a lifelong learner and have goals and are working towards those. And you're using that video to reflect on those things. Even if you just do a voice recording or 
record just, you know, you're, you're from the shoulders, you know, down, like you're just kind of recording the two of you sitting there and look at the body language that happens sure. and for, yeah. for you or your teacher. So yeah, this mission card, and we're, we've we've attached this to the takeaways for today's episode. So if you're listening in our podcast or uh, you're wondering how to get access to this document, uh, this resource, this mission card, uh, just all you got to do is access the takeaways from today's episode in the Learning Center, and you have access to this for free. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so, th- so this is good. So reflecting on yourself, that's more of a self-reflection kind of quiet space. What's another way coaches can use video in their work next year? Yeah, so I think once you're really um, feeling good about that self-reflection part, and that continues throughout this process. But I think the second thing is, you know, reflecting on your practice, and that might mean getting feedback from others. I think that's really crucial. When I first started coaching, um, I really didn't know what I was doing. And I've I've said this countless times. I I, I didn't know how to coach. I, I was making copies, and everybody was happy. And I thought I was just like the best coach in the world. And I think when you really go through a true coaching cycle where you take a teacher from from one action step to the next and even honing in on what's the most important action step and then and then helping them figure out, you know, what is that and how do I move from here to here? And I think people need help with that. That's not something that's intuitive. I think especially new coaches, but even veteran coaches need feedback from from other people. Might be a peer, might be another another coach, it might be an administrator, it might be, it doesn't matter who it is, but I think having, um, working collaboratively in groups is, is a great way to do that. Um, in Sydney, collaborative huddles are, is an easy way to make that happen. Um, it makes the coaching cycle super visual and a way for, for people to learn from one another. Um, there are also mission card, mission um, impossible cards uh, that mm-hmm. are, are about that collaboration piece and going from, you know, just reflection on self, which is extremely important, happens throughout, I think, all of this, but adding a layer of really learning from each other. I think that's incredibly important as well. So this Coaches of the Roundtable is one example, and again, is a resource for for whoever would like to have it. Yeah, and I think, you know, focusing on reflecting on practice, like reflecting out loud really is what I, what I kind of hear here is uh, we're, we're teaming up with a, a colleague, a peer, maybe someone who's a mentor or a group of individuals and sharing our practice in video, through video, um, so that we can get feedback on that. That is huge. A lot of us were thrown into this roles, mm-hmm. uh, this role. Many coaches you know, we're still on the on the early end of coaching and education. It has not been around forever. So we all don't have good models or any models to like some I wasn't really coached. Uh, coach was a brand new thing on my campus and worked mainly mainly with the gen ed teachers. I was a special ed teacher at that time. So I didn't really get the experience of going through a coaching cycle with my coach. I reached out to them for some support every once in a while, but um, I really worked with a coordinator who worked in a different capacity. So being able to see what this practice looks like across different coaches and learn their moves, hear how they, you know, recommend, make, you know, suggestions or pot, you know, pose reflective questions to teachers can really just strengthen our own practice as well. So yeah, and it can always be connected to whatever your objective is. You mentioned questioning, you know, so you might look at a video 
and 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 pose a you know how is my questioning how can it how can it improve and that feels safe too when you're saying i need help with this not mm -hmm. you're sitting in judgment or somebody sitting in judgment of you and i would encourage people sometimes there's only one coach in the building i would encourage folks to find people um there are a lot of like supportive twitter chats out there and and so you may just find someone that you're that you feel like um it can help you. Um, and I think, I think it's just important to have a community, um, but also important to learn from each other as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a quick shameless plug a little bit for some of the services that we have here at Sydney, which are, we've got our coach, the coach coaching cycles, where this is exactly what they do as, as you are working with an individual, as they kind of watch that footage together with you, talk through those things, help you reflect, give you feedback on your coaching, but then also our, our cohorts that we have for instructional leaders and coaches. Um, we have them reflecting on themselves and working on reflections through with a peer to look at practice. And it really is the thing that, although it is scary um, because you have to open up for vulnerability, our, our participants say that is the most powerful thing to be able to really just kind of rewind and break down the footage and talk about practice and then make some actionable, manageable steps moving forward. Yeah. And I, I wish that it was available to me when I first started. I just think about how how much I could have grown and what mm -hmm. I could have learned from from others. Um, and I think it's just taken some time for for people to realize that coaches really need support often we're plucked from the classroom and put in this role and yeah. coaching um, teachers is, is so much different than working with students. It's just right. a very different ball game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's one-on-one, -on -one, right? Like, which is, you know, we go from working with a group of students, a class of students down to this just very intimate, vulnerable one-on-one -on -one work where we're tasked with helping teachers grow. And we want them to own that. We want them to be engaged and enjoy working with us, not feeling like it's a gotcha or a compliance thing. And so um, I think this video can really help us reflect on ways that we can start to, if we think about our vision of what we want our coaching to be and to look like and who we want to be as coaches, videos are a really good way, the two ways that you've mentioned, reflecting on self, reflecting on practice with others, to start to to become those things and make that your practice, that reality, that vision a reality. All right, so I know you have one other suggest. I mean, there's a million different ways you can use video, but you've got one more that you we kind of talked a little bit about sharing for this show, um, and that's reflecting on student work uh, together. So talk a little bit uh, to us about what that means, how that might look, and the impact that that can have. Yeah, I think, you know, we throw around these these words like formative assessment and, and in the moment and, and making decisions about um, students. It's it's too late if we've given the assessment and we know this as coaches, we know this as teachers. If we've given the assessment and kids don't know it, it's too late. We've missed opportunities to really support students while they're while they're in the learning process. And that's really hard. I think it takes teachers a long time. Um, it's not it's not as intuitive and beginning teachers struggle with this in particular because there's so much that they're thinking about. So mm -hmm. as a coach, I can really help a teacher um, form the craft or, or form the the ability to to see what students are doing in the moment and to make changes. Um, and so an example of that might be um, turning the camera towards the students 
rather than having the camera on the teacher. Turn the camera towards the students only, the teacher's voices in the background, and we see what the students are doing. And you might point out as the coach, in this moment, how many students were engaged? How, and how do you know? And mm -hmm. or, you know, what are the responses that you're getting? Or what are the questions you're asking? What was the student's response? What did you do when an incorrect question or incorrect answer was given? So all of these different things, when, when the camera's kind of positioned towards the students rather than the teachers, we're really able to hone on hone in on what students are doing. Um, so I've done that before, kind of in a whole group setting. I've also video as a coach, videoed students actually working at their desks um, in order for teachers to see misconceptions that students have and be able to make those corrections. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's just, it's something that's not super intuitive is to be able to, a lot of times teachers are thinking only about what's coming out of their mouths in terms of making sure the content is correct. Mm -hmm. And then also thinking about what all of your 35 students are doing and saying is, is very, very difficult. And I think it takes a very skilled teacher to be able to do um, that assessment piece right there on the spot. So building that, um, building that knowledge and building that skill is really, really important. Yeah, and, and the research shows that, you know, simple things like um, using a narration strategy when you're watching back the video, which is simply muting the video and just asking the teacher to narrate what's happening in the scene uh, on a video of, of their instruction simply doing that can increase their ability to be more reflective and responsive in the moment, right? To be more aware of it as it's happening um, and, and anticipate those things other, rather than being reactive to it and kind of thinking back a little bit. So video can, can really increase those, not just reflective skills, but also uh, the responsiveness of your teachers and and this is another one where uh, you you kind of picked out one of our Sydney mission cards through my student's mm -hmm. eyes that gives some good examples of how you can use video with the teacher to help them reflect. Now, this is a reflection card, but any yes. of these mission cards can be used in other modes beyond what they are recommended. You could take a partner or a coaching card and make it a, a self-reflection card, a self-reflection card, and do that with a peer or a coach. So... Um, these are all really great springboards and ideas for you uh, as coaches to kind of take this and think about how you might utilize video in your classroom. So most people think it's just, I just point, aim, and record, and mm -hmm. uh, they get these really long videos that don't have much focus, and it's overwhelming to watch, or they never sit down to watch them. So these mission cards are really designed to have you help you create short focused videos that you can then go back and really strengthen reflection and analysis so that it has an impact on your practice. So yeah, exactly. And I mean, we've linked some, but there's also a ton more in the learning center. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I just, I really enjoyed um, digging into those recently um, and, and bringing those to the forefront. So they're very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Pittman's watching. She says, love the mission cards. <laughs> I <laughs> love that you love them because uh, they, they have been our, our babies here at Sydney. Uh, they, we are very proud of them. And they came from the recommendation of a campus that were actually from the work of, that a campus was doing. A principal was 
and we've had her on here on the Coach Replay show, was putting out these missions to her teachers to try to, you know, challenge them to reflect and uh, collaborate and and utilize video as a transformational tool in their own personal growth. And uh, it worked really well. So we thought, you know what, we should create several of these missions for people to use. So I love that you were able to find some mission cards for each of these reasons. So just to kind of summarize and go back is, you know, video can be a really good way for us to um, scale our work, our efforts to, to create more efficient efforts in our coaching, but also to um, increase flexibility and accessibility to those that we are supporting. It supports us as coaches on a personal professional level because we're able to reflect on ourselves and get to see others or get feedback on ourselves from others. And then it also really strengthens the reflective capacity, the responsiveness of our teachers as they look at their students during instruction. So I think those are some really good reasons to use video uh, next year. And so if you've got questions about that, let us know. Um, but I want to send a quick invitation because if you're interested in hearing more about the use of video in your coaching or more from Dr. Ramadan, I want to invite everyone, if you have not yet registered for the Better Together Summit, it's happening, y'all, next week. It's The account's already open. You can already begin cruising through sessions. Um, but we've got three sessions that we want to highlight that's kind of related to today's topic. And if you are listening to this after the weekend, if you're on vacation right now and you're listening to this as a replay, don't worry, you can still register because the content will be available for the next 12 months. So if you miss the live event Monday and Tuesday, June 21st and 22nd, you can still register even after the live event and have access to all of the sessions, all of the content. We've got amazing keynotes this year. Paul Bambrick Santoyo, who was a guest uh, not too long ago, Jenny Donahue on collective teacher efficacy, Dr. Gori, Dana Sanders, and then Kim, you are presenting. So tell everyone a little bit about your session and when they can find you in uh, next week's conference. Yeah, so I'm presenting uh, Monday, the 21st, June 21st at 2.30 uh, with a friend of mine, Megan Kirshner. Um, we are presenting about in-the-moment coaching, um, the importance of in-the-moment coaching, but also some strategies for that. Um, we're really excited to talk about this. Um, I think it, coaching in the moment is incredibly important for teachers to really get that feedback right away. And video is definitely a way you can do that. Um, but but we're excited to, to present. So 2.30, um, June 21st um, on Monday. Yeah. And I think your session number is 144, 44, I believe. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And at that same time, um, you can also attend and you don't have to pick, like you don't have to be like, oh, which one do I go to? Because they're all recorded. So you can pick one to attend live and the other one you can attend um, asynchronously. But in that same 2.30 central time breakout session on our schedule for Monday, uh, our own Allison Burnett, Director of Virtual Learning and uh, Commander of our Coaching Cycles and Services here at Sydney will be hosting a session, Coach Like a Badass. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? I mean, so, I'm jealous of that title. She nailed I am it. too. I was like, if you don't make that your next book, it'll be my first one. So, For sure. Um, so she's session 142 in that same block at 2.30 on Monday. And then um, 
I also invite you all to join me. I am going to be doing session on blended coaching, the only way to coach for impact. It's session 246, 230 on Tuesday. So same time frame, 230 central time. Um, but mine is on Tuesday. So join us again. We're going to put the link to register. If you haven't registered, it is completely free. It is available for the next 12 months. And did I mention there's some amazing swag? No, I mean, I'm looking at that, that trip to Mexico. <laughs> I know. Um, like I could use a trip to Mexico. We all could right now. Let's all go. I was just talking to a friend of mine. She was like, do I have to be an educator to win that? And I was like, you just have to be one of the most active people in the conference. So yeah. trip for two to Tulum, iPad, Apple Watch are some of the big things that we are doing. And uh, yeah, so again, we are super, super thankful to be able to offer this conference. Join us. Again, another shameless plug. And uh, Allison's watching. Allison, yeah, she said, can't wait to present. All right. That is all we have for you. Be sure to download the notes and takeaways uh, from Kim. She's got some summarizations in there for you all. And that's in the Learning Center, as well as links to all of those mission cards that we shared on our screen. Or if you're viewing via podcast, you can download those and view those on your own. Kim, anything else for folks before we wrap up season two of the Coach Replay Show? I know. It's so crazy. I've watched you. I'm just honored to be here. And I just want to thank all the coaches. Your hard work this year has just been, I mean, teachers too. Everybody just killed it. So yeah, we're just yeah. really, really proud of the work that everybody's done. Yeah. It's been, it's been amazing and we'll have you on a lot more next year. So uh, that'll be fun. It. You might even get, you might even, uh, I might even be able to take off a few Fridays and you can host for me. So I might, I might do that. It'll be exciting. <laughs> All right, y'all. Enjoy your summer. I know it'll be jam-packed full of learning and rest and relaxation. I hope those latter two are not the last on your list. But uh, we will see you all next school year. We'll kick back off our show uh, in August. We'll have a nice back-to-school series for you. So let us know in the comments if there's anything you really want us to have a show on next year. Let us know what content we can bring to you. And thanks again for watching and listening. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.